Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo. As the Evs win, they do win. It took a while to get there, but they do win two to one over the Sharks in the shootout. Have you had your vitamin W today, chat? Because I got to take mine yeah. real quick here. So chug it. Oh, eh, eh, eh. oh that's it. so many M and M's. Oh, he was gonna eat one. He doesn't like chocolate. That game was worth a whole bottle of vitamin W, right there. So. Had to, had to get it in there. Dr. Dubs prescribed. Yeah. Exactly right. Dr. Dubs. Wow, he just did that. For a game that only had two real goals in it, I feel like there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> Abs kind of dominated in almost every single way, except for on the scoreboard. So, um, let's, Sports. let's start here. 60-second rundown. I guess I'll take it. So, once it's ready to go. I got it. I'll, I'll do it. It'll be fine. I'm ready to do it whenever you're ready to do it. Because this game really needs, like, a 20-second rundown. Oh, you already started it? Okay. All right. All right. So, the abs come out hot. They're dominating <laughs> possession. And one bad play with a beautiful tip. Credit to San Jose. Gets San Jose up one nothing, And then the abs spend the next 50 or so minutes... Getting great chances that just don't go in the net. There were multiple posts. There were multiple pucks in behind Mackenzie Blackwood that were either stopped by San Jose defensemen or just missed the net after going through Blackwood's legs. 50 minutes of this pain, (laughs) including power play opportunities, does not go until finally you get into the last two minutes of the game. You pull your goalie. Kale McCarr comes through with a beautiful wrister that ends up in the twine to get it one-to-one. Overtime is a thing that happens. We'll talk about the details of it later, but no one scores. You get to the shootout. Miko is just better. Just picks a corner, and that's the only goal of the shootout as Georgiev stops three of three there, and the Avs win 2-1. On one hand, wow, Miko. Yeah. Makes it look so easy. When he wants to. Uh, On the other hand, annoyed. I wanted to know who the third shooter is yeah, now. Right? We still don't know the third <laughs> yeah, guy. I want to know who that third guy would have been. It's not Erod anymore. Yeah, it was Erod last year. It was Kadri, and then it was Erod. Now it's like, all right, so I guess it went Landeskog, Kadri, and then Erod, and now yeah. it's question mark. Uh, it, I'm so assuming it's Val. Who are you? Val? Yeah. Rijo. Uh, Tatar. Tatar would Makar. be like my bet. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd put Makar three, but maybe. You never know. Until they find one. One that's like I'm sure they have some they have a system they have something from practice or whatever where someone has a move yeah that's how Erod ended up in the spot for sure but we'll get to uh, we'll get to more of that in a little bit let's go back to the start of the game here mm. and I want to start with this I loved this hockey game the Avs played awesome wow. for a large part of this hockey game mm. I don't think it was perfect obviously there was a lot of sloppiness. But knowing the outcome of it, this was dope. I was here for it. Had they lost, I might feel a little bit different. But they didn't. So, uh, here's where I think I am not sure how to feel about this. Because the first period, I felt like really was pretty good for Colorado. I don't think as much of that sloppiness crept in until the second and third periods. Are you guys happy with the Av start, or do you think it was it was dirty from the beginning? It was pretty sloppy uh, for the most part, all game long. Okay. Yeah, fair but, enough. 
as we talked about on the watch along, there was a lot of bad ice that contributed For to sure. some of that sloppiness. For it's sure. not it was not it was not purely a team thing because we saw that sloppiness affect both teams where a lot of pucks that bounced over sticks and a lot of got San Jose multiple times in overtime. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of pucks that would hit a stick and then make a funny hop and you know, guys in the NHL, the pucks don't do that to very many of them on a consistent basis. Yep. And it happened all game to both teams. So I would I would say that that sloppiness it was a pretty really just a sloppy to start sloppy all around but with some context it, to it for yeah, sure yeah that that it was not entirely player driven but also like it's really hard to feel like to to feel too badly about how the Avs began the game yeah you know yeah San Jose got that first goal and ended up being their only goal and it's just a nice tip but they didn't create. Very much at all, to be a honest. A ton tonight. There yeah. were some good chances. You know, Georgiev makes the saves he uh, has to. Yeah, well, he, he's, we're talking as a, a save on a breakaway. Yeah, you know. big, there were some big ones, for yeah, sure. Yeah, there were a couple of big ones, and then perfect in a shootout. So, you know, your goal is pretty good, man. It's not always that easy, too, when you don't get busy for a while, and then all of a sudden you have to make a big save there, so... I thought he passed the time. I mean, we were talking about maybe Eustace playing that game and, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know what the outcome would have been, but somewhere when you win, then it's the right call, right? So exactly move right. on to the next one. That uh, If that letter at the end is a W, I really don't have a ton of complaints for tonight as a whole. Uh, there were only two goals scored, so I we're going to kind of jump a little bit out of order and all over the place here. Number one, that first goal for San Jose, AJ, you kind of already touched on it, but Eric, any any problems at all there or just nothing the Avs can do on that one? I mean, it's a perfect tip, right, when you yep. think about it. You know, everybody's in the right position. Um, any tips are right there, right right at the legal limit, too. I mean, it was pretty mm -hmm. close. It's, high, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it a, is high. it's yep. like, hey, I mean, uh, if you're going to give one up, it's one of those, and... You, you turn the page, and they don't get rattled. The Avs are such a veteran team. They don't get rattled by things like that. And, you know, obviously, they, they turned on the uh, the pressure a little bit after that. As we know, when you get 50-something shots, that means you got pretty much to puck the whole night, right? Yeah. I mean, so I don't think <laughs> you know, can then get killed there. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they responded well. And, you know, for the most part, you give up 20 shots against an NHL game, too. That means... There's not that many chances against, right? So that means you played a pretty good, tight defensively. But again, like I said, when you have the puck, you don't have to defend. So it's pretty good. So I'm sure coming out of this game, there are probably some execution things they want to work on as far as that sloppiness we mentioned. But if you're Jared Bednar, you have to be happy with the Avs offense in this game, despite only one goal going in the net, right? I mean, I, I think you can easily win this game 6-1. I mean, yeah. You know, as you should, right? I mean, you know, if people are talking about, you know, again, no disrespect to San Jose, but I, I think it. if you would have said before the game, like, yeah, the Avs are going to win 5 1, 6 1, everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't think you're crazy. You know what I mean? So I just think that <laughs> it ended up being the better team that won, even yeah. though I hate shootouts because <laughs> I hate games decided by shootouts. My man. But you know what I mean? Like, I hate shootouts yeah, too. I'm here for I, it. I just I'm think here it's for wrong, it. but I don't need to talk to that hand over there. Yeah, I don't like it. But <laughs> I mean, I, if they dominate in every capacity, maybe it looks like you know the San Jose won on the faceoffs basically, and then but the Avalanche were 
outstanding uh, oh, yeah. for, for, for the like, most it, it part, was, right? And creating chances. Particularly for a game where the final score is 2-1. That was incredibly dominant yep. from Colorado when it comes to their control of the game. Look, I don't want to take away credit from Mackenzie Blackwood because he played a great game. There's no two ways around that. But when you're talking about a game where half a dozen pucks beat him, you're, you're millimeters away from a game that is a blowout. It's as simple as that. It's not like, oh, it could have been 6-1. It was like, yeah, it was about that far from being 6-1 on a night like tonight. So... And he made some big saves too. He right? did. Like he made said, some yeah. unbelievably when good that, saves. That one yeah. spread across there. So, like you're right, you're bang on. I mean, sometimes you you need some luck to be good. That's any goaltender will tell. You. Any goaltender around the league will tell you that. But uh, he definitely was lucky tonight. But he was also outstanding. So yep. you put that combination. That's why everybody was sweating it out uh, <laughs> till the last uh, couple minutes of the game there to to tie that one up and uh, send it to. An OT where the Avs had to kill that PK too, which always remember that that was uh, you know Manson was good on that PK there, mm -hmm. and you know he took a face off, he forechecked, he did everything, you know. On that PK, <laughs> he, but, uh, I mean, does that did he really take a face yeah. off? <laughs> I think he just he let the puck drop. Stood <laughs> there. Well, he tried to push it. <laughs> he slapped at it, and then his forecheck was. Yeah, it didn't go well. He pulled. He pulled up before the blue line, so you know. But hey, he did. I, I did actually like that shift from him. It was that was fun. Fun. It was a good shift. It was a good besides shift. being forced to take a face off. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you kind of brought us into this room. I did want to talk about this. Props again to the Colorado Avalanche penalty kill. Mm -hmm. They hold it down tonight. Give the Avs a chance to win this game. If they give up a goal on the power on the penalty kill, this game probably gets out of reach for Colorado pretty quickly. Yeah. So another stellar night there. Some of that is Georgiev making great saves, but it, it's a such a better start than it was last season on that penalty kill through two games. <laughs> it's the total opposite. Yep. And it's so, fun because you're on that road trip. And don't think that they don't have little PK meetings, and they do. And yeah, of course. when you're on a roll like this, it's fun. And you're like, all right, let's let's rock and roll. Let's keep doing this. So I imagine they give LOC a hard time tomorrow in video for not scoring on that two-on-one. Oh, on yeah. <laughs> Probably. Catches the uh, inside of that crossbar. Yeah. So oh. Does everything but go in the net. Great shot. So that side of it, very good. Power play. Their first power play of the night, electric. Awesome. They're pumping pucks onto net. The rest of the power plays on the night. Are we looking at something to work on there? Or are we chalking that up as another thing of weird game, bad ice, whatever? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I really, like you just touched on, I really love that first power play. We were talking about it, right? We were like, oh, my God, you keep doing this. This is going to be great. But there's the difference where you're chasing the game to the last minute because your power play didn't convert, right? If your power con your power play converts, it's a different game, and you're not sweating it all till the end. Uh, I like what they did in the first one. The other, uh, what did they end up at zero for four or yeah yeah. Four. The the next two I thought well were I guess it'd sloppy. be zero for five with the half one and well, the half. I forgot about that. Twenty eight yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like it. A couple guys made a couple. I think Rigel's, you know, made a couple suspect plays. Agree. Um, Left a little on the ice tonight. Yeah, yeah. Rigel on, did. on the on the power on on the power play, right? Yeah. Uh, he took some big faceoffs, you know, all that stuff. But on the power play, I thought there was a couple sloppy plays where which led to chasing the power play a little bit, where you're not just kind of. 
I like when they're on, when like the first one. They're on, they're on there for two minutes. You know they're not, the other team's not touching the puck. Yeah. And you're getting chances, and it's just mm -hmm. a matter of time. Where the other two power plays after that, it didn't feel that way. It felt yeah. like, oh, this is sloppy, this is no good. Part of the ice. Yeah, I was gonna, is it a little bit telling that the first power play of the game is the good one? Fresh then ice. the ice goes yeah. away, and, and you saw it. I think all of us on the watch along at times were like, hey, the ice is terrible. You have your top players trying to do these yeah. over-the-top ridiculous moves where you cut back, you'd make three dangles or whatever, and pucks yeah. are just skittering away from guys. Yeah, there's also, I mean, you think about the power play, you know, Nathan McKinnon throws it right into a couple of sticks on multiple occasions. Yeah, where true. He's trying to force a play that if he's just looking at it, it's not there. Um, and, you know, when you have a man advantage, there's always a lane open somewhere, and he's just not finding it. Yep. So it was, it, it's not entirely just ice, man. Is there's some one? And you look you at know, some there's, of those plays. There's some of that stuff where it's like, hey, some of this is just not very good hockey either. Who was? And I think it got. I, I would agree that it just got a little bit worse as the game went yeah. on. Was it Rijo with the backhand sauce from the net front over to Druin that's just airmailed to the moon? Yeah, <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. So. Sometimes less is more, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm a big believer less is more. Shooting power plays is usually a consistent power play, so I, I do believe that when you try to do less, sometimes more happens, you know what I mean? Just keep it simple. That was also part of it. The story on that power play tonight was that they tried different approaches. You they know, did there take was some different looks. You know, okay, yeah. McKinnon is taking one timers. All right, that stops. And then, all right, we're going to swing it back around. Mikito, uh, Miko takes a one timer or two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they we tried Lecky in the bumper their a whole two, bunch. Their yeah. two best scoring chances are Arturi Lekkinen standing yeah. in the center of the ice, you know, and just not getting it done. But, you know, you do you do see, okay, they've tried a lot of different stuff to try and make it work. And tonight was one of those nights where, the, you know, you, you can lament the, the process not being as good as it went on. Certainly, you'd like a little bit better. But also, like, just some of that process just didn't work tonight. Well, and, and it, it was never bad like it, well uh, like that, that third that or one was one. pretty yeah, bad there was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, there was well, one there was one, one power was play really bad yeah there was one power play that was that yeah. was bad but yeah. overall you're talking about yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not it, it's okay well, and, yeah. and you're nitpicking a bad power play when you zoom that camera out they had over 50 shots on goal of this game yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and you know you're you're talking about Really, like, there are, I think, fewer negative takeaways in this game than oh, even game one. I 100% agree. Because yep. uh, even even though the game is, you know, one nothing, Watch the ebb and flow of this game. If you, if you cut out the goals, if you didn't tell someone what you said, hey, we cut all the goals out of this game, we're not going to show you the scoreboard, and someone watched this game, you'd think the Avalanche crushed this game. Oh my it yeah. wouldn't even be close. So at even strength, I switched it to even strength, yeah. um, but at even strength, you're talking the Avalanche in the first period, 23 to 14 shot attempts, 21 to 13 in the, in the second period. Yep. So like they're doing what they have to do. And then obviously the third period. Spirals out of control. Yeah. Like, and and uh, if you guys want to talk about this now or later. Go you know, for it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the third period, they get into like, you're down one goal. You're getting. You, you've had bad luck. You've had pucks pulled off the goal line. You've hit posts. You you've had a solid power play. You had a great scoring chance on a PK. You've kind of done everything in this game except score. Yep. It's the one thing that counts. 
by yeah. the way. And so, like, you really, you're talking process-wise, you're like, okay, what's the issue here? Like, what are you actually unhappy about? Other than, obviously, not scoring. Yeah. No. Okay, there isn't a lot there. Maybe you're giving up more scoring chances than you would like. You've been a little loosey-goosey with the puck defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, scoring chances and high danger chances are pretty even after two periods. But then you go into the third period, you have a, you're down by one, all right? Yeah. And you treat you treat a bad hockey team as they should be treated. Okay? Shot attempts Shot attempts in the third period were 42 to 10. Yeah, that's... The Avalanche had 44 in the first two periods oh, combined. God. 42 shot attempts in the third period. <laughs> 10 against. Okay, 18 to 2. This is an even strength. 18 to 2 shots on goal. That's ridiculous. 21 to 5 scoring chances and 11 to 2 high, high danger. danger chances. Oh, my God. You have done everything. They created their expected goals in that period. 2.34. Anybody period. anybody familiar with expected goals knows that that's if a, you get one yeah, that's an outrageous period, amount for one You have period. done a lot of generating. They had 2.34 at even strength in one period. And I stress the even strength because that is in 17 minutes and 33 yep. seconds they, of time. They did have to kill a penalty in there. They did that. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm I'm telling you that these are the types of numbers that they will probably not replicate again this season. Yeah. In terms of one period worth of dominance. Yeah. I, I, take the whole... How many games a year does a team get 50 shots on goal? 49 <laughs> minutes and 11 seconds. This counts overtime, obviously. Yeah. That's why I switched it to even strength. 49 minutes and 11 seconds of this hockey game is played at even strength. And shot attempts were 90 to 39. <laughs> Yeah, 90 shot attempts. You're, you're drifting into tripling them up territory yeah. at that you point. You had 40 scoring chances to their 23 and 20 to 8 in high danger chances. So if your frustration is their finishing needs to be better, <laughs> okay. Like, I guess fair play. I've got no rebuttal. But what? I even I would say even if you think their finishing is needs to be better, again, they beat Mackenzie Blackwood five times tonight. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. Like the post. Yeah, two pucks, two pucks behind them, and, and the are pulled posts. off the goal line. Yeah, because the Jan Ruda one doesn't like get behind him, but he's not there. Yeah, yeah. that puck is going just, in the net. Yeah, Jan yeah. Ruda just puts his stick down. It's a, it's a great job. So that I, I mean that was uh, you're you're talking like from a statistical standpoint. Uh, I get it. I'm the nerd, but like <laughs> there's nothing more that you ask for other than. Well, you just need to score more. And that ignores how hockey is played <laughs> and how goals get scored. Because you look at San Jose, they don't score on anything close to their best scoring no. chance of the game. It's just some random nothing. It's just, yeah. you, they just threw a puck at the net, and the guy makes a nice tip. It's really high up. Georgiev has the glove. He's going to just catch it. And then... <laughs> hey, look. That's hockey, baby. And the, the Avs got hockeyed, and they still won this game. Right, and all of these things lead up to this is exactly what the conversation is when teams lose this game. Yeah. And we talked during the watch-along. Teams, Good teams lose like five of these things every year where they just body a team. You outplay them to hell and back. I guess to San Jose and back. And... <laughs> You just don't win. Some people might consider San Jose hell. 
So, but it was unreal the consistent pressure though. Puck would get out, San Jose would be out of breath, right? Because they were yeah. like yeah. playing this, dump like it, it out, change, and right on change, top of and again. the new guys come in and then just gonna shove right down their throat again. Going back at it, well, every then, line, like O'Connor's yeah. line, everybody I, was going. You some know? of the Avs' best offensive zone shifts were that fourth line. And, you know, the, the actual awesome. chance generation wasn't great, but there was one where they spent 90 seconds down in that zone, just working the cycle, working the other team. Mm -hmm. They get an icing, and it doesn't work out, but they, they gave the Avs' yeah, top line a grade-A opportunity. It doesn't work out because what happens? On the one play, <laughs> the Avs make the play. Yep. And the puck hops over Devontae. And what, what can you do? What can you do about Where you're that? just like, the, nobody's doing anything wrong here. This isn't <laughs> even a thing that you're upset about. This is just how hockey is sometimes. Yep. You are you are more susceptible to your playing field in hockey than any other the, I guess field. playing surface than any other sport. Yep. Because because the element of hockey is just completely different. You know, I know in football there's rain and snow and all that, but how many rain games are there every year? How many right. snow games? Are, Unless they're, you they're rare. live in Buffalo. They're ra it's rare that those are the element, you know, oh, the field gets frozen. Yeah, yeah, it happens. But when it comes to, oh, it's frozen, that's every game in <laughs> On hockey. On purpose. <laughs> it's every game in hockey. <laughs> you know, and sometimes the surface isn't great. The, the, you know, the, the, the puck just kind of does what it wants, man. And, and we saw a lot of that tonight. But, yeah, you're talking great shift from the fourth line. And, yep. and it's... it's What's impressive about this is they put the work in. They don't get down on themselves. They just keep at it. Yep. And when we talk about last year's team, last year's team would get down on themselves in a way that the year the cup team did not. I, I, what was the difference on the cup team that we talked about from the start of the season? They never quit. They just kept at it every game. I, Relentless a positive attitude yep. and a commitment to the process, to the details of the game. And I, I stress those third period numbers. Because when they're down by one, that's when they push the that's hardest. What, uh, yeah. Obviously, what did I say? Forty-two to ten yep. shot attempts at even yep. strength yes. in seventeen and a half minutes. That's against a bad team. Yep, against a good team, those numbers won't look like that. But you can only play the but team you're against. It also like that's how you have to live. That's how you be. I, I do want to dive more into this topic, but we are brought to you by FOCO. You can get your bobbleheads and a licensed sports apparel from FOCO.com. Go over there and use the DNVR code. You can also get 10% off your order. Uh, after tonight, I got to imagine Mackenzie Blackwood feels like a bobblehead with the number of pucks getting ripped at him. He's going to he's gonna have some bruises. Put it that way to you. <laughs> uh, I Look, I should have done my bobblehead voodoo. The Avs might have actually won this game 6-1. I didn't do my bobblehead voodoo today. so I told you. You know what happened? All the people that needed to pee started peeing in the Avs won. Man, so. it, it took a while for all that pee to conglomerate, but got it together there. To congeal? Once it all came down into the sewers, you know. <laughs> that's how you, that's, that's how you hey, get turtles. Hey. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That is the is the turtle signal, all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, get over to Foco. They have tons of different apparel, uh, stuff like pins, stuff like Crocs, uh, the bobbleheads, of course. And use that DNVR code to get ten percent off. You don't have to be an Avs fan either. Whatever team it is you root for, I know we have some fans of other hockey teams in the chat. Usually, they've got your team too. And then head over to Breckenridge Brewery to get your beer. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend the Avalanche because, you know, it's Av season. Do your thing. But you can also 
get to Broncos country because you got to have something to drink if you're a Broncos fan. Uh, that's where I'm at with the Broncos at this point. Uh, <laughs> either way, Brick Brew has dozens of flavors. They also have their uh, Oktoberfest lager out there for Halloween. You can go get that one. Pretty soon they'll have their uh, mini kegs of their Christmas ale too. Tons of different options for you. Check them out at breckbrew.com and use their Breck Beer Locator to find it at a local liquor store near you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I wanted to talk about that tenacity factor a little bit more because, uh, I mean, you can, it's human nature, right? When a thing that you're trying to do doesn't happen enough times, you're going to start to get frustrated. You're going to start to think it's never going to happen. Eric, you were the one over here on the couch with five minutes left to go still saying, nope, the abs are going to get it. When you got that, again, we go back to those guys, McKinnon, McCarr, Renton. Tonight it's McCarr that makes that big play. Like, something good's going to happen. I mean, it's, I mean, man, it was, AJ just went through a bunch of numbers yep. that are absolutely off the charts. Not normal, right? I mean, it's not a chart you see, like, on any given night. So you know it's going to, unless you run out of time, and, you know, again, you've, when you're playing against my, the clock, it does happen, right? You know, but I, I just felt like, you know, like a lot of people I'm sure were feeling, it's just a matter of time, just a matter of time. And it's those cliches, right? You got to stick with it. And they did. Actually, they didn't stick with it. They actually put it in overdrive, right? You yeah. know, again, go back to the numbers uh, from AJ there on the third period. It's, it's not normal. So that means they, they just knew that once when they want to press a game, they can, I mean, nobody can stop them. And I understand this is a bad, I mean, again, a lower echelon team in the National Hockey League. For but sure. I still believe, like, it could be an upper echelon team. When those guys are flying like this and they're like, there's a hunger factor. There's, there's we're, 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 we're not going to be denied tonight. And I thought it was awesome. It was fun to watch. And, you know, I think we're all exhausted right here, and it's only game two of the season. It's one of those nights, right, that I'm yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, my God, it's wearing this, on This you can't know, be like, a nightly occurrence. Know, it's like, oh, God. You, know? you can't do this to me you, on the regular. You know, so it, it, it was fun to watch. Um, I, and I go back to, I always look at it this way, but you know they're going to have a good home record just because of the firepower that they have. But And on the road, it's tougher because of the matchups and everything, and and they are better usually than most matchups, but this was their 13th world victory in a row. Yeah, in, on the right. West Coast, they're 13-0. and 0. I mean, I know. Or is it, it was California. No, it California, was California. They're 13 0, yeah. their last 13 regular season games. Okay. They didn't go last year. That's wild. That's pretty crazy. I mean, you got to be a freaking good team to to win yeah. consistently like that on the road. Like, it's it's... And it's not that easy sometimes, you know, we, for all the reasons on the road, but... Well, and as we saw tonight, sometimes things just happen. Like, exactly. And, uh, again, I think it makes it for a great night for Devontae's tomorrow night to pay for everybody to go eat. <laughs> but, I know, we're just making that up. But, you know, we're just hoping, you know. But uh, I, I tell you who isn't paying for the dinner. Alexander Georgiev no, is no. not paying for his dinner hey, no matter what. He's not. Uh, but uh, the other side of this is like, look, we could just sit here and say, oh, they pushed and pushed and pushed and they won because they got the job done. But with three minutes left in this hockey game, I was sitting here going, the guys played great. Like, yeah. even if they don't win this game, I don't know how much more you could ask of them. It, again, you got to put the puck in the net eventually, but it was really 
quality hockey for the most part. I understand it wasn't perfect. I understand there was sloppiness. And there are things to correct, things they will look at in the film room, I'm sure. But I, it's, it's too good of a game to really be mad about the way the abs played. Oh, so. I agree. And there's 60 minutes in the night, and I always say, well, you're not going to dominate for 60, but, I mean, that's pretty close to it there. I mean, I, you know, besides the few power plays that San Jose had where they were, you know, control the buck a little bit in the abs zone, it, you didn't see the abs get pinned down too much in, in their own end, right? So it was, uh, like you said, it's a game of mistakes. You know, obviously San Jose made a lot more than the abs. <laughs> and then... And then uh, but again, I'm I'm happy with. It. I thought it was fun, and it was an entertaining two-one game too. You know, sometimes it can be boring. Uh, it was one nothing till the end, and it was entertaining. So yeah, I thought yeah. it was fun to watch. It was and a we fun certainly game. had a good time here watching it. And um, you know, like I said, it's just it would have been nice to just win six-one. But you know, actually, this makes it even more fun. You know, if so. you won six-one all the time, it'd be awfully boring. Well, we're talking boring. about talking about staying true to this process and all that, but. This is so many new guys. Yep. This is really good proof in the pudding for them of, hey, what we're doing here works. This is why there's this level of buy-in in this room. Obviously, the Stanley Cup speaks for itself. But, like, you get that many new guys and you say you just keep playing the way that we play. And eventually you break through even on a weird night where it takes us 49 shots to get a goal. <laughs> and so I think I think in it's, it is better than, you know, in terms of psyche, in terms of morale, in terms of... Showing the new guys like, hey, you just continue to work the way that you keep you keep you play avalanche hockey, you'll win games, even games that other teams would find ways to lose, you know, make a big mistake or, you know, the the overtime four on three PK, whatever. Just continue to play avalanche hockey and you'll find your way. You're going to win a lot of hockey games in Denver playing to this style with this talent level and the new guys getting to kind of see it up close and be a part of that of like. I might have lost this game in New Jersey. Yep. And, and this is part of why I want to bring Alexander Georgiev back up. Because if Georgiev doesn't make every single save that he is asked to make, this isn't an exciting one goal third period where one yeah. play can change the oh. game. This is a, this game is over. But Alexander Georgiev post, it ended up being what, a 952 tonight? I think so. 944 the other day, yeah. 950 plus tonight. Has played impeccably well to start this season for Colorado. Yeah, three goals in two games is a pretty good pace, and you don't look at any of those three and say, what What? What do you doing? do better? Yeah. yeah. But this, this is where you get better as a goalie with age and, you know what I mean, like with experience. It's, it's the games within the game. Don't think that he's not breaking down that period. Don't think he doesn't know it's one nothing that they're down in the next goal. Because it is so crazy, nothing's going in, and it's it's going behind Blackwood. It's hitting the post. He knows that the second goal is crucial. Yeah. It goes to two nothing. It's probably Gonzo, right? Well, you know I mean, mean, it's late in that second period yeah, with yeah. the Luke yeah, Cunning yeah, breakaway. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, the, where you get a bad pinch, and you're like, "Oh man, here we go!" And he gets out, and he's clear. There's no yep. dude got behind him. This is not the Devon Taves breakaway where Taves gets the he gets the phantom penalty. <laughs> you know, the Luke Cunning has a clean breakaway. It might as well have just been a, a the fourth. It's a penalty shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might as well have just been another shootout attempt because, and he he eats it up. 
he swallows it up, gets sassy with the glove. You know, has a little bit of confidence, flexes on him a and little bit, and launches himself. But they showed, they showed the replay, remember? Yeah, yeah. And he jumps at him like he he. There's no way he was gonna get scored on. He takes about two, three feet of steps. You know what I mean? He's like, come on, come on, big. As fella. soon as yeah, he's there's what two no feet way. in front oh, yeah. of his he, crease. He wasn't getting scored on. It, it just wasn't happening. Yeah, you know? You're talking about a goalie keeping himself in a game where he's not facing a lot of rubber. That was yeah. a guy who's like, finally, let's go. Yeah, yeah. he was he's like. like Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was awesome to see because he charged at him and then was right on top. And he's got the best feet in the league. I, I said, don't care what people say. He's got the best feet in the league. And he then, said, Luke Cunning, lower echelon player. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to bark at him. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> oh, God. I hope he did bark at him. Do you yeah. think that's what he did on that second shootout attempt, too? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope he barks at With all the, of them. The weird hand wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that like? Uh, I thought that was weird. <laughs> just, just wanted to give Georgiev his due yeah. back there. But then I also want to talk about how is it always the best guys? You need a goal. You've been trying for 58 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Do you know who got the assist on that? Uh, Rigel won the face off? It is Nachushkin. Nachushkin? Okay. I was just curious. It, you of, guys knew. Of course it's Kale McCarr. Yeah, well, and we say, of course, it's Kale McCarr in a game in which I he, think he Nathan McKinnon had 21 shot attempts. 14 on goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have easily been thought, McKinnon. And we thought he was sloppy a little bit, <laughs> which he was. <laughs> but still, <laughs> 14 amazing. shots on goal. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and. And look, I get it. it. Kale McCarr played like 27 and a half minutes tonight. So there's a pretty decent chance he was going to be involved. Yeah. The Sharks had 21 shots on goal, and Nathan McKinnon had 14 on his own. <laughs> Trying to beat a hockey team by himself with shots on goal. Yeah, but the Sharks scored one and McKinnon didn't. So, bum, confirmed. Jesus. <laughs> Sharks. <But laughs> it's, it's always something with McKinnon and the it's Sharks. It's incredible. Man. I knew Avs fans have never had to root for a team that doesn't have that guy. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, yeah, the Avs need a goal. Kale McCarr exists. It's yeah. fine. You've never, they've never had to go in that situation. Like, well, uh, maybe somebody will step up and get yeah. it done. Hopefully, Paul Stasny and Matt Duchesne make it happen. <laughs> Let's go, Eric Johnson. <laughs> Just a different world. Hey, this is a luxury we're very lucky in this town to have. I mean, well, and it's, it's like those guys. Unreal. Those guys have had long careers and have been really good yeah. NHL players. Right. It's but special. It's, That's special. It's just different. It's special yep. players. That's. I kind of it, feel bad for Tomas Hurdle, honestly. That, that, he's in for a tough year. But. Just thinking about how the Sharks used to have that. And yeah. Now it's like Tomas Hurdle's just like, what is this? Even like the few pieces he had are injured, and it's like, okay. He's like, man, I don't make enough money for these kinds of taxes. <laughs> Send me out of here. <laughs> it, it really is impressive to me that. I know it's the second game of the season. Take this with a grain of salt, all of that. But those are the types of games that championship teams find a way to win. And it's not the finding a way to win part that I really want to focus on because that game easily ends 1-0 Sharks a lot of the time. Yeah. But just the, the consistent wave after wave after wave of no matter what happens in this game, we're going to push it to the final second. There was never a, never a moment of like, Hey, we're packing it in here. Yeah, well, and if anything, it just it just went the other way, man. They just kept gear like it just ratchet yeah, up, right. ratchet the, the up, opposite and even. Yeah, yeah. To go from to go from a two to one shot advantage in each of the first two periods to then turning it into four to one, like you have to have a special level in you. Yeah, 
You know, because the the 2015-16 Avalanche didn't have that gear. You know, teams <laughs> like that, teams, those middle-of-the-road teams even. Yep. You know, you're talking the, the Winnipegs and Calgarys of the world. You know, they don't have that gear. And so to see the Avalanche hit that, it's like, okay, you want more scoring here because, yeah, your top line did not score a goal tonight and it required Kale McCarr to do something dope. Yep. But you're also not looking at any of them. You, you know, your second line, I think, gives up one or two shot attempts at most in this game at 5v5. Rijo was like 22 and 1 at yeah, one so point or something. Like, like, like those guys, <laughs> when you talk about the process, your third line tears it up. Your second line tears it up. Your first line is pretty good. And then you realize Nathan McKinnon has 14 shots on goal. And you're like, well, what is going arguably, on? Yeah. Arguably, your single best shift of the entire game comes from your fourth line. Yep. You look at all of the groups in that, and you're the only group that you are a little bummed about tonight is your power play. Yep. Which had its moments. It wasn't yeah. even like a started total loss. really well. Right. Like it had its moments. So it's, it is to me, you know, hey, you win the game. And that's the point of the regular season is to accrue points in the standings. Yep. They got two out of two. You know, I'm not going to start lamenting regulation wins in the first week of the regular season. <laughs> They're two and zero. Oh, that's there's a lot of there's too much hockey. There's any more of these things to go. Like it's just get the points. You yep. can start worrying about tiebreakers We're later. Still in but the 80s. You get enough <sighs> OT wins, the regulation wins don't matter. <laughs> yeah, the the Avs learned that last year. Yep. <laughs> just finish with more points in the standings than the other teams. You don't have to worry about tiebreakers. Exactly. Sometimes it's that easy. On that note, we are brought to you by Circa Resorts and Casino. If you followed us for the rookie tournament, you probably saw us out there. So uh, nice. It's it's a fantastic place. It's Vegas's first ever adults-only casino and resort. They do check the IDs uh, so they don't let any of the kids in so you can have your adult space. Call me your off guard thing. every time we went in. Yeah, I was always like, this is weird. Yeah. But it makes sense. Place it's, where you don't have to deal with the children. Yeah. Which... Like, no offense, but oh my God, for somebody like me, that's a godsend. Yo, I, I enjoy kids. I'll probably have kids one day. Stadium swim would be a nightmare with children. Oh, oh it's not. <laughs> you know how many kids are peeing in that pool? Right, exactly. Instead, they keep the kids out, and stadium swim is amazing. You can go over there. You can watch. It's like a 75-foot tall screen. It's actually outrageous yeah. how big it is. It's super awesome place to hang out. You saw us do shows. It was... Seriously, one of the coolest places in Vegas that I've been. You got to get out there. You got to check it out. They have amazing food. You get over to Victory Burger and Project Barbecue. Uh, they even will get it. They'll deliver it to you if you're at their sports book. It'll, they'll, like, send it over. It's super awesome. Uh, they have a giant casino, uh, and their resort has over 500 rooms with a variety of layouts, whatever you might need. So if you're heading out to Vegas for whatever it is, Avs Golden Knights, not too far away. Maybe a good, good chance to get out there. You can book a stay over with Circus Sports and use code DNVR20 to get 20% off your stay. So it's a good deal too. Why not jump on it with Circus Sports today? Uh, you can, of course, also download their app. Go to CircusSports.com. Uh, Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. And then... Once you're booked into Circa and you're out there for the Avs Knights game, go over to Game Time to find yourself some tickets. It's the best way to get the best tickets for a great price. When you get over there, 
wait till the last day, wait for the last couple of hours. You can find some great deals, but also at any time, you can find a good deal down at game time. Excuse me. Go check them out. There's a link down in the description you can use. You can use that DNVR code when you get signed up with game time to get $20 off your first purchase of tickets. And it's not just sports. They have music events. They have festivals. They have like plays, the symphony, whatever you want to go to. Game time has that covered for you. So get in with game time. Join over 15 million people who've gotten fantastic tickets through game time all the way around. Use that DNVR code to get those $20 off your first purchase uh, and just go enjoy a sporting event or whatever event it might be. Thanks yeah, to game bucks. time. For, for nights at Vegas. Vegas. That's pretty good. For, for Vegas, it's very yeah, good. 80 bucks with the DNVR code right there. Mm-hmm. Great deal. <clears throat> yep. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Dude. What? I was just curious. Uh, it is $1,000 for the F1. Still oh. like a quarter of the price of Taylor Swift at this point. Yeah. This for a three-day pass, too. Ooh, nice. The full, yeah, the full deal. How much more for the paddock pass? Uh, Get all the rich people stuff. <laughs> those are a little pricey. Yeah, I imagine. There's a couple I more zeros on those. Don't know that those are on game time. Probably not. And Miles Wood has the same shoes as me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Dope. Not these, obviously. I gathered. But on the golf course, I'd imagine he wouldn't wear those. I would not. But anyway, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You get into overtime, first of all. And I like I thought the refs were fine. I thought they called the game fairly evenly tonight. Tough penalty to call on McKinnon there in overtime, yeah? Yeah, I mean, guy with the puck cutting in, and he just kind of puts the body on him, and oh, yeah, you call right. it mean, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, like they their legs do make contact, and so. But there's no, I there's don't no, think that there's none of this going on. He's not stretching the knee it's, out. It's certainly not what Dubois did to Olafson. Yeah, in the first exactly. Game of the season. That no, that, the complete, that's dangerous. Like that's kneeing. Yeah, like that's why the penalty exists, and I think what McKinnon did is not why that penalty exists. So agree. I think that was a tough call, and it was good not to see the game end on it especially yep after a josh manson karma there yeah especially after on that penalty kill josh manson was unable to clear a puck because yep. his stick was being held in front of the net yeah uh so it was uh you know it was and, and it, like, hey it gave it gave the four three four three v four penalty kill an opportunity to get some work in yeah the one you use a whole lot during the year for sure <laughs> yeah but but again, I think it speaks to a little bit of the tenacity of this team that even in the tough situations of this game, they found a way to to get enough of a job done. And, and a lot of that is credit to Georgiev behind them showing up when he needed to. But the Avs really, especially the second half of that four on three penalty kill, they made pretty short work of it, to be honest with you. It's a good kill. So... I can't give them enough credit on it, to be honest. And there, there are key moments in the game, and that's certainly one. You know, and and there's key moments for players personally, right? And, and I and this is for me, you know, from training camp. And even though he didn't play a lot to to the first couple, that was for me, Josh Manson, right there. I was like, all right, that's why he's here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's mm-hmm. why he's a valuable part of that decor. I really like that shift, not the face off. I didn't like the face off, but I like this shift, you know. <laughs> you remember you remember how Josh Manson got to take that face off? Is that yeah. he the, 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 the ref triple pumped him? Yeah. 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 Well he he fake dropped Rijo twice and then yeah. threw both Ryan Johansson and Tomas Hurdle out. Yep. 
Well, but you can't help but laugh when you see a D taking a face off. It's the greatest thing in the world. Is it Rijo? You know, yeah, it was Rijo. Was it uh, Cogliano? Oh, was it? No, it I was thought Cogliano. It was, maybe like, it, yeah, was Cog- I think it was Cogliano. It was Cogliano. Yeah. Anyway. He was going to lose that face off. It so was that, funny. Are we sure? I don't actually remember. Anyway, he triple pumped that yeah. dude and... Twice they stopped it and, and then he, he kicked them both out. Yeah, he was like, "No, we're and done." So that's with how this. Josh Manson ends up taking a face off and it ultimately losing it. If you uh, if you lose a face off to a defenseman, do you lose your face off card in the NHL? Are you Probably. never allowed to take You're one? You're definitely getting on video in the session the next day where they're like, "That's a defenseman guy. <laughs> Just what? push him over next time." <laughs> and. Uh, Look, the Avs do get a mini power play at the end of overtime that they can't convert on. Uh, as AJ will always tell you, the game should go on until the power play ends. But Yeah, it needs to be a full two minutes. Because the incentive for committing the foul against McKinnon there is so high. Yep. The only 30 seconds left in overtime, great. We win one face-off and we are probably good. Yep. Although yeah, they did win point. that face-off, did not get the puck out. Yeah. Um, Ended so. up okay in the end, but well, they <laughs> won the point. second face off. But yeah. It, anyway, um, the game should extend. I'm here for it. Here for it. There. Same thing. Uh, just in the final two minutes of the third period of a one goal game, same thing should happen. It, uh, it, is overtime as coached as it's going to get at this point? Yeah, I mean, and I don't even think it's it's not that we've seen some really wild overtimes, and then you see some that are not. Sure. You know, and, and the players, I think, well, have gotten so much better at adjusting to it. Yeah. And and that's my point is like you're at a point where you can clearly see the coaching come into effect in three on three compared to like five years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's still entertaining. It's still fun. It's not like at yeah. the end of four on four where it's like this is awful. It's, you, yeah. But. It's entertaining if you got the puck. <laughs> that's why face offs are so big, right? Well, and, yeah, and you want to talk about why face offs are so big. Yeah. Ryan Johansson at the start of overtime. Cleanly yep. wins a face off and they gets call tossed it out back. of it. Yeah. McKinnon loses it. Rigel gets off the ice. Yeah. <laughs> pretty big difference yeah. there. For sure. Uh, it was pretty funny. But teams have gotten smart, right? They, it's all about puck possession. They go yeah. back, they go with speed. I mean, it's hard to defend because there's so much ice and guys are so fast. And Arizona actually has a guy, I don't remember, it's probably Buke's dad, but that takes their overtime face off. And if he wins it, he just immediately hops off. And they this is they do this all the time, not like, just like a way hey, we'll ride with it, like a lacrosse game, <laughs> yeah, kind of like a specialist. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you get to the shootout. Uh, not a ton to say about this. Georgiev like looked like he had all three guys all the way. The first one was maybe the closest, but he sticks with it with the glove and, and is able to knock it down. The other two. He stops pretty easily, to be honest. Mike Hoffman thinks he's Peter Forsberg or something. Weird uh, move from yeah. Mike Hoffman. Like, Mike Hoffman. They're a shooter. Well, we were talking when Miko had his opportunity. Yeah. We're like, don't get you. Just go in and shoot, man. You're an elite shooter. And there's nothing. He doesn't make a move. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> he just, he just goes in and corner. Yeah, <laughs> he just beats a goaltender. And Mike Hoffman goes in and gets all cute with it, and we're done. Especially with bad ice. Yeah. My God, oh, that's a great shoot, point, too. You know? Yep. You never know what's going to happen with that puck. And, and like, credit to Miko. I I get it. He's done this for a long time. He's an all-world player, and he should have that level of confidence. But you're walking in on a guy who has made 51 saves, 52 saves if you count the McKinnon shootout attempt, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and has given up one goal in that time. And you're like, yeah, I'll just beat him. 
it's fine. Not a big deal. I'm just better. I I don't know. It's it's just so fun to me that the Avs have guys that just do that on a regular basis. Well, and it's it's what we harp on on this show all the time that when you just have better players, you're gonna win games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not just like oh they're pretty good. Everybody's got pretty good players. It's the NHL. Yep. Everybody except San Jose has pretty good players. <laughs> it's the NHL. Yeah, Chicago has one pretty good player. Well, depends on the day. It's like two or three. Well, Taylor Hall's hurt, but I they got Seth Jones. Yeah, man. Seth Jones is pretty good. Fair enough. Lucas Reichel will be good someday. Anyway, <laughs> like, but but the Avalanche, the 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 pretty good on their team is best of the best. Yep. No one else is as good except for like McDavid. Yeah, like you're talking, they have three of the 15 top players, top skaters in the NHL. Yep. And then, oh, by the way, that goaltender that they have might... Push in the top 10 goal. For my money, I would just, without having to argue too much about it, he's a top 10 goaltender. I'm here for it. You know, if you want to have him at five or 10, whatever, but he's a top 10 goaltender. (laughs) So... That's a lot of top 15 guys on your team. You have a top 10 defenseman and, and also in Devontae. Yeah, that right. Just that's what I was gets saying. Gets lost in this. And, you know, we haven't talked about him a ton, but huge credit to Val Nachushki tonight as one of their Man. non-top line forwards. That was a monster. Had multiple grade A opportunities. Gets that assist. Yeah. Has, has a little, you know, we talked about his skating coming into it. How's it going to be? Goes wide on a guy, cuts hard into the net, gets a little mini breakaway, doing exactly what old Val used to do. Yep. Not the Val from last year who was hurt and did not look like he had well, that right. burst. And, and he went in there and he, he was he beat him to the ooh, net. Oh, like, man. Yeah. You see him on that second line. And uh, for, for my money, like, yeah, Ryan Johansson left a little bit on the ice, but Arturi Lackanen and Val Nachushkin played awesome. Yep. Miles Wood was a monster tonight. Yeah, he, his forecheck tonight. Yeah. Miles Wood, Miles Wood and Wrecking Ross Colton. Ball. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me that seven time twenty goal scorer Tomas Tatar, most invisible guy on that looks line. like the yeah. worst top nine forward right now. And I don't think he's been bad. I don't no. think he's been good. He's just kind of been there. But like you see what we had <laughs> talked about all summer. Miles Wood and Ross Colton are gonna cause problems. Yep. Oh my god. Oh, and it's reckless in a good way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might the door opens. He's him uh-huh. and Borlo run. Then he runs uh, Benning, and then you know I mm-hmm. love it. I mean, it, it was an ingredient yeah. that was missing, right, last year. So hard to play against, but play play Colorado Avalanche hockey. That speed, fast. man. I and I that was one of the bigger takeaways to me from tonight about team versus team. Yeah. We knew going in the San Jose Sharks just can't hang with the Avalanche. That's fine, but yeah. you watch how it happens with the avalanche this is not vegas this is not ultra physical very deliberate you know wave after wave of pretty good players just doing right things in a, in a good neutral zone all that the abs do have elements of that but their number one thing that that causes problems for other teams is their speed yep they do everything so fast they forecheck they go through the neutral zone they attack with the puck everything is lightning quick and you look at what Colton and Colton's not like a particularly fast guy. You know, it's not his selling point. But he's fast enough. But when Miles Wood is out skating guys two pucks and Colton is second in, yep. you know, and Colton Ross Colton gets in there on four checks with Wood, you know, gets into board battles with it. Oh my God, man, it's, those two are it's just, gnarly. You've got to be feeling really, really, really good about the commitments that they've made two two whole games in. Yep. Because these guys look like they're they're very good complementary players. They fit with the identity. 
But they yeah. they check boxes and they're filling roles and woo, they are fun. Last thing, then we'll get to super chats fun. and get out of here. Uh, best angle of the night, Josh Manson. Best what? Best angle of the night, Josh Manson. There were a couple through the neutral zone that were pretty good. The one, the one that surprised everybody was Josh Manson, yeah. though. Yeah. The end of the second period, one on four. He looked like he was having some fun out there. I'll put it that way. All right, what super chats do we got? Ten dollars from Banks, who says, "Bring back the Roman reads because the Blackwood gave me blue balls until the real great eight did his thing." I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the 10 banks. <laughs> uh, $5 from Swag Tusk who says, thank you, fellows. Loving the player perspective. Eric contributes. What do you think of the two second, third line? Mm. Uh, looks like they need to figure out their groove still. The the third line? Second and third. Yeah. Um, yeah I, look, I, mean, I, I think you can ask for a little bit better out of Rijo. I think we already, we just talked about Tatar. But I think on the top line, too, you probably want more out of Jonathan Druin. So it's still too early. You know, I would not expect any changes anytime soon. They're going to continue running this assuming health for the first month of the season anyway. From a numbers perspective, that second line of like an and, and They were actually super dominant at 5-on-5, I know. Uh, yeah. 625 at 5-on-5 five five tonight. They had nine shots on goal, one shot against... 15 to 1 in scoring chances Jesus. and 9 to 1 in high danger chances. Uh 21 to 1 shot attempts. So that's a line that's still looking yeah. for its groove. Their groove is going to be the best line. Much in like the rest of the Avs tonight, did everything but score. Yeah, and the Wood Colton Tatar line um was not nearly didn't as effective. Yeah. It, it, I mean it broke even and it's just the numbers are way smaller. Sure. So it's basically breaking even across the board. Uh but yeah, that second line. <laughs> For the record, your fourth line, uh, plus seven. There you go. Mm. Love that. Every single night. Yes, please. Thank you for the super chat, Swag Tusk. Swag Tusk. Uh, $5 from Melanie, who says, go Avalanche, way to be. Enjoy the win and on the, to the next. Take care. Thank you, as always, Melanie. And $5 from Walrus Man. Uh, can we gush over Wood flying all over the ice, taking mm-hmm. bodies, and Colton being super annoying to play against? It's only game two, and they are buzzing. Yeah, we kind of just covered that one. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, but it's my, fun. My last note that I just, yeah. just because I have these pulled up, we were talking about uh, evening out the distribution of ice time a little bit. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I know um, enough penalties tonight that, you know, it's, oh, it was it, a little it's, jank. It's always going to be like this, though, but at 5v5 tonight, your top line as listed, 954 together. Yep. Those three on the ice together. Your next three lines, your second line, 625. Your third line, 603. And your fourth line, 604. So great. Behind the Perfect top guys. Perfect distribution. Yeah. And they all win their matchups. So. Well, and you, you look at the defensive side too. I, I don't know the five on five numbers, but Kale played just under 28 minutes with an overtime tonight. Yeah. So the, in a lot more realistic numbers for being able to do on a repetitive basis. Uh, I think even at the bottom, Jack Johnson ended up with like 14 minutes tonight. So plenty of playtime top to bottom. And keep in mind, this is a game they were trailing for the majority of, and they were still rolling those lines out there. Jack Johnson and Josh Manson tonight, nine twenty-five together, six to one shots on goal advantage, nine to two scoring chance, five to one high danger chance, 21 to six shot attempt. So very nice. 
from pretty, a third from a third pairing guys like pretty good from guys that you felt like were just okay tonight yeah too. from from a third pairing that we were talking about a lot after the first game of being like this wasn't very good and then yep. they go out and they have that kind of a performance against a bad team but against a bad team this is that that's what you should do and you yeah, and so, you did it yeah so i just uh, i know there's a lot of numbers and stuff but just 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 uh, emphasizing the level of dominance that happened in the puck possession tonight yep we're 10 minutes into tomorrow, so we're going to get out of here for this one. Uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Uh, we are off Sunday and Monday. We will be back for the game Tuesday, but there will still be plenty of content over on the DNVR.com, written videos. Keep your eyes out for all of that stuff uh, as we uh, recap this game and have more to talk about. So we appreciate y'all. Uh, be sure to go check out the website, and we will talk to you guys mm, Tuesday, I guess. We all silly like the mayor. 